When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome in to DMDR Buffs Live, presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm. I've got superstar dev right here, and uh, we've got we got some fun stuff planned for today. We're gonna we're gonna play some over unders. We're gonna draft starting fives using the Buffs roster. It's gonna be interesting to see what the order of those picks go. I don't want to tip my hat in, though, and we're we're gonna start with uh, some some what's at stake. What's at stake for these guys today? Uh, how you feeling, Dev? I feel good. First off, I. I like how you threw basketball in there. You know where the happiness yep. was. That's that's what you did there. You was like, we're gonna have a fun show mm-hmm. with football. Get the football go- football guys over, but you already know that they're uh, they're, they're Buffs fans, uh, true and true. So exactly, I see what you did there. Exactly, we gotta get some basketball talk in. It's an exciting time. What we're still two three weeks away from the opener, but it just feels like we're so close. I'm hyped. You gotta be hyped for this season. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's it's just fun. Uh, it's fun to be. Um, I mean, especially when you're closing the door on football season with how they've done this year. Um, and then you just like, you got to get hype and, and ready for the next season. So I'm excited for the season. Cool. Should be some fun stuff. Um, and uh, let's just jump in. I guess, first of all, we should say Buffs are playing Cal tomorrow. Uh, the Buffs, obviously, things haven't been going great this season, but they did pick up the win against Arizona, making it 18 straight, straight losses for the Wildcats. So how much do you read into that? Um, and then they're taking on Cal. Cal is 1-5. The one win was over an FCS team, but they were within seven of Oregon last week. It was it was a tie game with three minutes left, and Oregon went down the field and scored. Um, so so just before we jump in, there's, there's kind of what we're looking at this week. Um, and uh, let's just start with what's at stake. What's at stake here? Um, and we're going to run through a, a bunch of these. But let's start with the big one. Brendan Lewis, mm. he he had a good game last week. The first real good game of his career, something like 12 and 19, 200 passing yards, all those sorts of things. Um, what is at stake for him this week, Dev? I think um, just like pride for one, um, and then also mm-hmm. just to get right mentally. Um, I think that that's what was so big about the Arizona game is that was the first time that you've seen confidence from him yep. um, since UNC and – we already know how that was. I mean, it's UNC, um, but to get some, you know, to get yourself going um, in the Pac-12, especially, um, and and pick up those type of wins, but also just to to know that it's not all on you, and also you you can be that person that you were that got you to this point. Um, so I think that this is like a, a huge game for him um, to you know finally get that under his belt. Um, finally, mm-hmm. feel like you know everybody's not against you, and and you have guys backing you, and when you play well, everyone else plays well. So. I think that, like, as far as what's at stake, it's the biggest thing for him. Yep, I think so too. I think that I mean, you look at the way people treated him 
since basically the end of that Texas A&M game. I think it really got toxic mm. after the Minnesota game. But this is really the prove it game at this point. You know, I think everybody at Colorado, everybody who wants to be a fan of this team, they're all they all want what's best for Brendan Lewis too. They they want to see him succeed and to think that they have a quarterback for the next what second half of this season plus maybe three more years after that um and it's it's not to say that this game is going to decide whether that's true or not but after a few tough weeks he got a good game and if he gets another then i think that's when people really start to buy in because on on top of all this stuff you know like we said arizona's not a very good team Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people who are going to look pretty good when they play arizona but we did finally just see what it looks like when Brendan Lewis has a good game. Like, like what is that formula? And it's a couple deep balls. It's some intermediate throws. Um, honestly, not as much with his legs as you would have expected. But, but now that you see the, this path, can you replicate it is, is the big question. Yeah, in basketball, you, uh, you make a couple of shots, um, and then you have what, what is called a heat check. Hopefully mm-hmm. we get some heat check moments from, uh, from Lewis where he's, he's like, okay, I just came off of a big game where I was able to throw the ball, I was able to find some success um, on the offensive end. And then I, I backed that up with another good game. Now you go into it with, with different type of rhythm, um, with mm-hmm. different type of momentum. So this is a heat check moment for him where he's like, okay, things are okay. I'm, you know, I made a shot. Let's yep. see if I could go for another. Once you make a, a, a couple in a row, you're like, okay, give me the ball. Um, and this is a, a pivotal moment on him feeling as if he's that guy, you mm-hmm. know, because if it would have just been straight losses for the whole year, you have to know that, you know, there's going to be a replacement. You have to know that people are not supporting you the exact same way. So this is, a you know, a, a moment or a game where he could try to get back right and also, like, get himself going uh, where he knows it's him. Yeah, and I like that you say it's kind of a heat check because I, I think that you start – by by looking at it as a as as a heat check, like you, you go into this game saying we want to feed Brendan and see what he can achieve for us, you know. And to me, if if I was Darren Chevry, if I was the one play, uh, calling the plays, I start the little slant, just just a nice easy slant to Brendan Rice and a nice quick read, just get the ball in his hands, pick up five six seven yards, um, and the next play play action deep shot just just get those going see if you can get some early success because if you do I, I think that maybe we do read a little bit too much into Brendan's state of mind but it does seem like when he's confident he's willing to throw some balls down the field and that's when he's at his best once he had that 20 point lead he kind of let loose a little bit in that last game and that's what you want to see and if you can get him to that place early I think that you're going to be happy that you did yeah and you also want him to stay you know true to himself um but you also want him to take a little bit, of, like a few more chances. Um, I think that he's a person that naturally wants to take care of the ball. He's a person sure. that naturally does not want to put his team in a situation where he throws an interception and the defense has to do a lot. Um, so he doesn't take the chances that he, he possibly could. Um, I want him to get rid of that. I want him to yep. just go away from that, um, especially because just the type of quarterback that he is. He He's a big, you know, a big guy that can run the ball, that mm-hmm. can um, keep plays alive use your strengths like go to like what works for you and also um that's on you know the coaching staff to also go into what they brought him in for in the first place so i would love for him to take a a play action uh, like right off like off the back just because first off the team's not going to be ready the uh, the opponent um cow but also it's going to be like okay they trusted me early they know i could get myself going if you complete that you're like okay like let's get going if you don't complete it's like okay well i'm loose i'm loose And hopefully you hit that slant like I was talking about to Brendan Rice on the first play, and it's third and four. But, yeah, I do think that this is a big one for Brendan because it's it's going to kind of shape things for more than just next week because you, you have Oregon. And in that Oregon game, I don't think any of us have, like, high expectations for CU. I think a lot of guys are going to look bad. And I think even if Brendan Lewis throws for 350 yards in this game, Getting to 200 is going to be tough when you go see Oregon. So I do think that because of the way the schedule plays out, this is one that the Buffs need to get first of all, but also that, that Brendan Lewis needs to get. Um, let's let's move on to the uh, the next guy here. We're going Darren Cheverini. Mm. Um, obviously, another guy, uh, not not the most popular man on the <laughs> internet at the moment. But after putting up 34 points in a shutout against Arizona. Feeling a little bit better. Uh, what's at stake for Darren Cheverini this week? The last, you know, we just talked about Lewis and it being the biggest game for him. Mm-hmm. No, no. 
Chef. Every <laughs> single game for him. He he's like public enemy yep. number one. He um, is. And that was you know last game was a job saver, honestly, in my opinion, because you go out and lose to Arizona. That's the recipe for disaster. You haven't mm -hmm. been, you know, doing well. Um, the offense has been really bad. And then you go and lose to the worst team in college football. Like, there's just mm – -hmm. there was no way you're going to be able to save your job. There's no way you're, you're going to be able to save face. So, to go out there and not only beat them, but to just, like, blow them out in that type of fashion. Granted, you know, the defense helped a lot with that. For sure. But also, you just see points. That's all they care for, for mm -hmm. is to see the points get put up um, on the board. This is a huge game for him to – Get right. Um, you, you just came off of your, your bye week. Uh, you come back with a blowout. And then now you say, okay, things turned around since we had that time off. So trying to put up points, you know, in the best way that they can. And also showing we do have an offensive uh, identity and mindset. We just had to get right after the break. So this is a game where even if they lose, if they put up a lot of points, you know, it's like, okay, there's a change for him. So huge game, huge game. Absolutely. And I want to hear what you guys in the chat have to say, too. Um, let us know who you think is kind of has the most at stake this week. And make sure that if you're watching this, you're watching on YouTube. It's a much better quality. Um, it uh, makes it easier to comment, all that kind of stuff. You'll just be happy that you did. And make sure you give us like a like, thumbs up, subscribe, all that stuff, too. We'll plug that there. But, yeah, going back to Darren Cheverini, this is, this is a big week because... I think that part of this Brendan Lewis stuff is on Chev. Like, you saw that Brendan Lewis can get into a rhythm. It's on the play caller to get him into that rhythm. And I think that if, if I'm Darren Cheverini, I'm looking at this week and saying, okay, we got to get things going quick right off the bat. We need a great script. We need to come up with our, our best 10, 15 plays, and that's what we're going to run out there. And, again, maybe the illusion of a win against Arizona is bigger for Chev than for Brennan Lewis because anybody's going to be able to put up points on that team. Mm -hmm. Like, we we had concerns whether Colorado would, but that speaks more to Colorado than to Arizona. And if, if you can't back that up with putting some points up on this Cal team, then I think you run back into some problems. Um, let's hit these comments as they come. Do you think the CU coaches will have the confidence in him to let him loose? Peter Plummer. I do. I, I honestly think that the coaches are pushing him to him being Brendan Lewis to let it loose more. I think it's more on Brendan saying, I'm, I'm not going to turn the ball over. I'm going to be overly cautious, those sorts of things. Whereas I do think there might be a bit of a nudge to this point from the coaching staff to let it loose. Um, my you know, response to that, I think it's a, a tough spot to be in when you're, when you're Chev. Um, based off of you only have one quarterback, so mm -hmm. you have to make it work with him. Mm -hmm. You also have a quarterback uh, – and I'm not going to say like fragile, but just a, a quarterback that does not take a lot of chances and wants to take care of the ball. Yep. And then you also have your job on the line, which wants you to put up points. For so now sure. you're in a situation where you're like, okay, I need you to step out of your comfort zone. It's a, a boomer bust type of situation that, that Chev is in with Lewis, where it's like, hey, you got to take some chances. And that, that's where it goes back to the taking those chances. You do have to take some chances in this game because – we need to put up points. We also need to get the offense going. And it's not mm -hmm. only because it's a job, but it's also we have a lot of talented players on this roster that need the ball, that if you give them the ball, we, you know, we're a better team. Yep. So um, there has to be a lot of, like, tough conversations there and also just, like, trusting in your guys. Like, you have to make that, you know, play or at least try to put yourself in a, in a situation where you could make that. So I do think that they're going to try to let them loose. They, they have no choice. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, let's, let's talk what's at stake for Carson Wells in this one. So Carson Wells, he had three and a half tackles for loss going into last week after leading the country in tackles for loss per game last year, but against Arizona, uh, he, he put up four tackles for loss, including a sack. He had a pick six. Mm. It gets him into, I think the top 25 ish, maybe top 20 in terms of tackles for loss per game this season. Um, but, but what is at stake for Carson Wells this week? I think the um, the ability to to be on, I'm not going to say national scale, but for more people to turn their heads. Like mm -hmm. this is a guy that clearly can tackle. This is a guy that clearly uh, like is bought in on a team that's you know kind of struggling, but he's putting up good numbers because mm -hmm. we've seen him like lead you know the entire nation at a point. And then also now he's returning like you know for for touchdowns. So you're like okay that guy. 
is a bright spot for the team. Mm -hmm. So, like, let's give him uh, some more attention, um, especially with, like, other injuries uh, on the defensive end. Um, he has to be a, a guy that steps up. Absolutely. I think that I like that you brought up kind of like that national scene because he was he was a guy coming into the season that we were talking about, you know, potentially leaving a little bit early so that he could go to the draft. Um, and does he have the tools to be like a, a first round draft pick, second round draft? Probably not. But you look at the production, you look at all the ways he's able to get into the backfield and just like the, the demeanor. It's not like he's lacking the tools it's just the elite stuff that he doesn't necessarily have if he goes out there this week and there's going to be an opportunity i and and just puts up a couple of sacks and backs this up all of a sudden any because i don't want to say there were concerns with carson wells it was just that you knew that it would be tough for him to replicate what he did last year but you're still hoping in the back of your head that he was able to do it all of a sudden you you put up two sacks get another tackle for loss then you're right up in that national conversation. You're in that top 10 in tackles for loss per game. That's that that he was leading the nation in last year. And again, I think that it's very similar to Brendan Lewis. And this is just one of those games where you can kind of prove it a little bit. Um, and, and I hope that he does. Um, any, anybody else that, that you have any, any big what's at stake questions with? I'll say uh, Nico Reed. Who I like it. I feel like he's yep. gonna have to step up with uh with Nigel Beth out. Mm -hmm. uh, Bethel out, yep. sorry. I, I just feel like he, he's gonna be a player that that gets an opportunity and you have to make the best of that opportunity. For sure. You've been waiting for your number to get called um for the entire year. Yep. And now that it's called and now that it's here against a team that's not really like um like horse beaters. They're not they're not doing it. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. Um so so now you have a chance to to try to show like, okay. One guy goes down, it's the next man up. I'm the next guy, and I need to uh, to prove it. So I think that that's mm -hmm. a, a name that stands out for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, we looked at this depth chart before the season at cornerback. And we're like, okay, they've got true three true freshmen in the six listed. All of a sudden, it, it's sounding like it's going to be Nico Reed and Tyron Taylor playing that that other corner spot with Nigel Bethel out, and that's a great call because first of all, I think that that job is on the line. Because we'll, we'll see how long Nigel Bethel is out, but it's going to be at least a couple weeks, and it could be longer, and hopefully it isn't. But this is the first step in figuring out which one of these freshmen gets to be a part of this starting lineup going forward. Um, well, I guess if they start in the nickel, Makai Blackman moves inside and opens up that spot outside for one of them. Um, but yeah, there's a lot at stake, both for Nico Reed and for Tyron Taylor. And there's been a lot to like. I, I know that the coaching staff really likes Nico Reed, and I imagine they do Tyron Taylor too, but I just, you know, just haven't heard that buzz. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to see those guys out there, and the standards are high, and that's something I talked about with Mark Perry this week, the safety. Uh, it's just like, how tough is it going to be for these guys to kind of step up into that role? And he's like, you know, yeah, standards are high, but they're good players. They'll be just fine. Hopefully he's right. Hopefully he's right. Uh, we'll wrap this up with uh, what's at stake for the Colorado Buffaloes as a whole. I think um, the the entire uh, CU, like just fandom, I, I feel like they want to get behind a team so badly. Mm -hmm. um, and they've known what it's like to be at the, at the top. Um, and they want that feeling bad, you know, back so bad badly. And also you don't want to have it be a completely rebuilding year where you, you don't have many answers going into next year. You want to get some type of rhythm going. You also want um, others to respect you and to feel like you're a team that they still have to, you know, keep their eye out for. Um, also, um, Chev, like, I mean, his, his job is on the line every yeah. single week. Yep. So I know a lot of people are against that right now. So can a guy, you know, get the, the fans back? Um, get everyone back on his um on, on you know on, on his side. Mm -hmm. Um, that's that's pretty big. I feel like trying to get the offense going and um, believing in a quarterback for the future because he's a young guy. Um, seeing how talented these receivers are. Um, yep. And and can you like showcase like their abilities? I I feel like there's so much every single week, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, that it just becomes hard to just like stop on one thing. I know, seriously. And this week is a big one. Um, because again, they've got Oregon next week. And if you're going to that Oregon game coming off a loss to Cal, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun because the expectations are already pretty low for that game. Um, but again, it's kind of like how you, you beat Arizona. All of a sudden you have hope 
going into the Cal week. I'm not going to say there's hope to beat Oregon, but at least you can stress them out a little bit. Stress them out I, a little bit. I don't know. Bit. If you if you beat Cal, Cal just almost beat Oregon. Yeah, so took them to the break. You at least have the conversation as a coaching staff to say, hey, this is a yep. team that really should have beat Oregon. You know, they just could not finish. You guys just beat the team that, you know, took them to the brink. At least you have conversation to try to rally the troops. Um, Oregon's a really good team, you know, mm -hmm. but at least you have something going where you're like, okay, there is some positivity. We do have a chance. Yep. And, I mean, again, I I decided after what? It was the USC loss. I knew going into the USC loss, you, you're not talking about bowl game anymore until it's it's kind of staring you down. But you're getting closer to being able to talk about bowl games again. At that point, if you beat Cal, you've got three wins. Um, you've got five games left. Um, one against Oregon, you call that a loss. But then you've got to win three of four to close things out against Oregon State, UCLA, Washington, Utah. Uh, Oregon State and Washington are very winnable games. Mm -hmm. You have to steal one on the road from UCLA or Utah. But hey, I mean, at least you're getting close to having that conversation. Um but yeah, there's there's a lot on the line. Again, just like the sense of belief, like belonging in the Pac-12. Because Arizona, again, is the worst Power 5 team. And maybe somebody makes an argument for Kansas or something, but it's right there. And if, if you can just go beat Cal, all of a sudden, you're not in that bottom tier. Because the bottom tier is just Arizona. <laughs> you're, you're not, you, you got the one of these two others. You're just like moving up. It's like, okay, okay. We're, we're a real competent football team. Even if you keep it close, you can feel that way. You just can't get blown out. Um, we got some cool stuff on the way. But first of all, I mean, got to remind you guys how much we love sexy pizza. Um, we've been eating sexy pizza at all these Broncos tailgates. It is so good. And actually, so I had an Uber driver uh, a couple weeks ago. It was after one of those, the, I think it was the first Avs game. We're in the Uber back. And I live right across the street from Cosmos in Denver. And so the Uber driver's like, oh, yeah, might have to stop at Cosmos after I drop you guys off. And it's like, okay, haven't heard that one before. But, uh, but then he's like, you know, that's the best pizza in town, but second best is sexy pizza. And I was like, out of all of the places in town, like there's a lot of places to go get pizza. And he just brought that up out of the blue. And I was like, first of all, you're wrong. It's the best pizza in town. <laughs> so I was kind of offended. But, but it really is a good pizza. Uh, there's four locations uh, in Colorado. There's a new one opening up in Trinidad. Um, wherever you are, there's probably something around you, and you're not going to be disappointed. They've got all the different toppings, of course, um, that, that you find at any pizza place. Um, but then they have gluten-free crusts, and they have, uh, I think, vegan options. There's a whole bunch of that sort of stuff that they do really well as well. The garlic knots are super good. They've got, like, cinnamon knots as well. I definitely recommend those. Ate a bunch of those at the Broncos tailgate. Um, so check it out. Um, and remember, they've got locations in Cap Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, Park Hill, one coming in Trinidad. Uh, so go sexy.pizza, or no, www.sexy.pizza, and it'll get you all hooked up um, with all the different things that you can get there. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, big, big Nuggets game tonight. I know I'm super hyped. Real quick, do you have a DraftKings pick of the week? Uh, I, you're, yes. you're, the, you're the betting guy yeah. among those Nuggets my, guys. My yeah. DraftKings pick of the week is Michael Porter Jr. Over points, rebounds, and assists. It's at 27 and a half. I like it. I think he missed it by like a point uh -huh. You know, the other day, and that was with a day that he really didn't even want to shoot the ball. He didn't. But he also did pass it a little bit more. So now he has the ability to pass that we did not see. Mm -hmm. I also think that this is a get-right game where he's going to start trying to score the ball. Right? I feel yep. like at any moment, you could have a quarter quarter. He could go for 20 points uh, by itself. So 27 and a half with the ability to have points, rebounds, and assists. It is a lock. It is a lock. I love it. Also, you made me a lot of money on that Aaron Gordon over points, rebounds, assists. I'm so happy like to, to help everyone else out. Yeah. We're, we're taking uh, – we're taking my record this year, so I have to take it mm -hmm. a lot more serious. You do. You do. You do. <laughs> I'm going to be betting with you for all of them. Um, but if you guys aren't betting on basketball, you can bet on the NFL too. They have so many great specials, but the best one is for new users. If you bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game, you win $200 in free bets if they do. 
It's a great special. You can pick any game, so make sure you get in on that if you haven't yet. Again, that's $5 on any game. You win $200 in free bets if you pick the right winner. Uh, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and you'll win $200 in free bets. Um, if they win, you win with the promo code DMVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Uh, let's, give, let's get into some basketball now. Um, I'm hyped to talk some hoops, and uh, this is going to be a, a fun way to kick off these hoops conversations. Uh, so here's the plan. Dev and I are going to be drafting starting fives using the Buffs roster. So the way it's going to work is one of us is going to go first. Uh, we're going snake draft style, so the next guy will get second and third pick, and then fourth and fifth go back the other way. And we're just going to be drafting the players on the Buffs roster, and uh, at the end we'll we'll see uh, what you guys think, who you think has the, the better lineup, who wins in a five-on-five game. Um, I'll, I'll let you pick, Dev. You want first pick or you want to go second? I'll go second. Okay. I'll go second because I don't want to disrespect anyone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that sounds good. <laughs> I'll disrespect some people. It's what I do. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I kind of, now that I think of it, I, I like second and third better. <laughs> I, think, I think there's three guys who I see kind of separating themselves. Um, we'll, we'll talk after see if you feel the same way. But um, starting with this, number one, I'm going Elijah Parquet. Yes. I, I'm torn, and I don't want to tell you who I'm torn between just in case one of them slips to me. But, I mean, part of this is just because I talked to him on Tuesday and had a long conversation about a bunch of things. But he just provides stability. And when I look through the way this draft is going to go, having a guy like Elijah, remember, if you haven't if you haven't read my story yet, it's up on the website now. He's going by Elijah Parquet now, not Eli. Um, read that story and you'll find out all about that. But uh, again, the, the, the defense he provides, the ability to bring the ball up the court, he's added some playmaking to his game. He can create his own shot better than he ever has in the past. You've seen it in these practices. Um, and he's turning into like a knockdown three-point shooter who shot over or almost 42% last year. That's just a nice, stable piece. And so I'm, I'm going Elijah Parquet, first overall pick. I think I might be pretty bold. That is pretty bold. See, this is this is tough to go second too, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with Evan Batty. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Evan. Uh, he, I mean, he's the, he's the people's champ. Like, he is. There's there's not a there's not a person in the world who does not like Evan Batty. <laughs> Nobody. You have, to, you have to root for him every single time that he's out there. Um, he's gonna play uh, with you know with everything that he has in them. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, he's a bully out there. He's a he's a gentle beast. Is what you can say because I I really do think that he might be the nicest man um, in the world. But also, I just feel like um, he's the guy that stayed. He's he's the 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 old guy on the team that's taken everybody under his wing. But he's also a lead by example type of guy. So um, I feel like having a guy like that that just understands the situation that's been you know up and that's been down, um, that's been around. Um, I think that that's a player that you have to rally behind. So he has to be my captain. I like it. I think that's a good one. Again, similar to uh, Parquet in that he just has that stabilizing presence. Like, he is somebody who will just solidify that front court. Um, and and I, can't, I can't argue. And he was one of the ones I was really considering taking with that pick. Um, respect. What's, uh, what's number three? Oh, I get to go back to you back. You get back to back. You're screwed. You're oh, screwed. No. I'm going to go Keyshawn Bertolome. That's a good one. I like it. My team wins already because I have <laughs> I have the heart of the team, um, and I think mm-hmm. I have like the the best old, like all around talent. Talent. I feel like he's going to step into a situation where a lot's going to be asked of him, mm-hmm. and I think that that's where he's most comfortable. I think uh, at times last year he he wanted to fit in, he wanted to make the right play, he wanted to be a player that just had to be out there. So he's he's going to do the small things. This year I think that he's going to be like a, a hard hitter. Um, a, a guy that they have to run the offense through. Um, and also, he's a two-way player, so you get the best of both worlds. Uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew. Yeah, that's a good one. And and I, 
I'll, I'll say this first. I'm taking Jabari Walker, number four. Mm. Um, I think that he's just somebody who's so explosive, so much upside. you got to take it. Keyshawn's a great pick there, though. I thought you were going to go Jabari, and so I had been planning on taking Keyshawn with this one, and so I'd have that backcourt <laughs> solidified. You, you kind of threw a wrench in my plans, and Keyshawn, I mean, that's that's another one where I think it's it's a gamble. And I think Jabari probably is, too, with Keyshawn just being a little bit more of a gamble. But if Keyshawn's three-point shot just starts falling, all of a sudden, he's that just makes him a good basketball player. Like If he has what we saw last year, I think he added on top of that, too. And I think that that's a really great pick. And with Jabari, I mean, that's that's the ultimate upside play. The man shot 52% from three last year, taking 1.7 a game. That's like a... That's not what you expect from the six foot eight guy who just jumps out of the gym. Um, you need him to maybe mature a little bit. Uh, part of that is just physical maturity. Part of that is just good decisions. Don't take fouls. Stay on the court. Some of that sort of stuff. Um, but but I feel good about that pick. It's on you now. It is on me, isn't it? Ooh. So where do I go from here? That really did throw a wrench into my plans. Um. <laughs> I'm going Tristan De Silva. I'm going Tristan De Silva. Uh, the man can score. He can play multiple positions. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm just thinking about how this all shakes out down the road. But but I, I I think that he provides a scoring punch. And not having Keyshawn Barthelby at point guard, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've got some questions about where the scoring is going to come. <laughs> and so I've got to take this pick. Um, he's another one. Uh who could put up some really big numbers. I think specifically from the three-point line. Um, seems like he's filled out a little bit this year, is making more of those shots in the paint from what I've seen in practice in the scrimmages. Um, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Is it on me? It is on, it is on you, yep. I'm going to go with Quincy Allen. Injured. Not gonna go. With <laughs> we had this talk we before. About this. <laughs> we did. It did. I just, it, I just want him to play sh- so bad. Oh, I should have. I should have made you take it. <laughs> yeah. No, we, I already yep. actually have that. He would. I'm really gonna good. go with Luke O'Brien. That's what I'm. Yep. With. Luke O'Brien. Um, big boy. Uh, he was the number one player in the state of Colorado mm-hmm. all until his senior year, which is shocking because the the guy that overtook him for number one in the state is on the team. Um, with, with Dominique Clifford. But I just feel like he's a player that um, has seen what it's like, um, like not being the guy. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of times he's been the guy. And he also is a lot different because um, with his size, which is just in- insane, um, he's a guy that can play all positions. I feel like he could bring the ball up the floor. He could shoot the ball. He's a, a big body that could battle down low. Um, also athletic. Um, I just feel like with him, you know, getting in the weight room, also getting his, his men- mental right, where he's not just having to score the basketball to be effective. I feel like that's a player that, that they're going to need this year and they're going to call on um, to play a lot more minutes and also yep. to be that um, inside-out presence uh, for the team. Um, so I feel like adding him in is another big body that I have. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, also, he's he's listed 213. He was listed 200 last year. Just looking at the man, he was put on more than 13 pounds. And like in a good way too, but but he's somebody who can score in the post, maybe a little bit more than people would expect. Wait, six foot eight, and they're calling him a guard. I I look at him as like a three at this point, but yeah, that's a good pick. Um, Drew again. See, that's where my mistake came. So I'm glad that I get to go back instead of Quincy Allen. I meant to go with KJ Simpson. I was hoping you wouldn't do that. He's just so <laughs> advanced, uh, high IQ player that. That really knows how to score the ball. Like mm-hmm. that's that, that's simple. Um, I, I feel like I have two of the best scorers on the team with mm-hmm. Bartholomew and KJ Simpson. I also have the heart of the team, and then a guy that's a two-way guy. I feel like in a five-on-five game, um, they might blow your team out by about fifty. <laughs> like that's just you know, uh, like I feel like your team might say like this is not fair. Who cho- who chose these teams? But that's <laughs> that's what you get for going first. It's so hard. It um, is. But yeah, I, I just feel like. KJ Simpson is a guy that he just gets it. I really yep. feel like he gets it, and he's only going to get better. Um, just scores the ball, and they're going to they're they're also going to need him a lot, especially for being him a, a true freshman. I think he's going to play a lot of minutes. He's going to be a guy that they just lean on um, to score, and and I think he starts out slow, but as the year like progresses, he progresses with it, and he's just going to be an all twelve, Pac twelve type of guy. 
I'm 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 upset you took him. I'm like actually upset. I thought I had this all planned out perfectly. I thought I I thought because you had Keyshawn, you weren't gonna take another point guard. They've been playing well together in practice. I didn't uh, think see? you to know that. But see? yeah, uh, it's it's brutal. KJ's turned into my guy. I spent a lot of time talking with KJ. And I'm not sure how much. So we had a nice talk on media day on Tuesday because he was like in between interviews. So was I. And so we just got to chat for like 10 minutes and he basically just ran through why he hates like six different teams. And I'm not going to like expose all of it because it was kind of like off the record, but like, here's why I hate this team because the coach didn't respect me because like they made me feel like I was a secondary. And I was just like, Oh my goodness, this man has, some thoughts and when he when he plays some of these teams he's gonna be fired up and he's already a guy that's he fired has a up chip on his shoulder man i love it i, I love it too yeah the he because he was committed to arizona at first and flipped and there's 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 a lot there and i'm disappointed he's not on my team um i am gonna take uh loss and lovering right here mm. i gotta get my big man i i feel really good about that front court you know when you have loss and lovering jabari walker tristan de silva playing the three so much size there too and then a lockdown defender in the backcourt if you add kj simpson to that you're hyped <laughs> if you add julian hammond to it you're excited about that too although uh just i mean he's the number three he's the number three behind those two point guards and i'm excited and i i I'll say, like, I think he did a lot of things that veterans do when you watch him in the scrimmage. We watch him in practice. There's stuff like, like, there were a few times he just got a defender on his back and just started working in the post. It's like, oh, he's feeling out the spacing. Does he take the shot? Is he drawing another defender? And it's just a very true point guard type of approach. And and I'm I'm excited about it. He's he's a big kid. I think he's ready to go early. Um, and, and I'm confident in my starting five. So your last pick was Julian Hammond? It sure was. Julian Hammond, uh, stellar career in high school i mean yeah. he a real monster also um quarterback just all of I a know. sudden picked up football and was just like you know what i'm just gonna win back to back state championship <laughs> it's crazy he's a winner like really everything about him he's just a, a true winner mm-hmm. um and it just feels like he's been been there before i feel like that he's gonna be a player that um cu fans are just gonna love because Big balls. Like, he just does not yep. care. He's, he yep. wants to score the ball. He also demands, like, respect on, on the court. Um, he's, a, he's a player that did not play defense much. And then they, <laughs> like, they started calling out the fact that he didn't. He was like, you know what? I want to go out the best player every single game now. Since y'all think Love I can't that. defend. So I, I just feel like he's a player that's also going to have a chip on his shoulder. Um, and it just gets it. So that's a, that's a great – I just love that. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do that – you're going to take the number one uh, player in the 2021 uh, class. I'm going to take Clifford. I'm going to take, pick. I'm going to take Dominique Clifford. I like it. I, I mean, I just – first off, I think he has the, the best family, like, ever. Like, they're just nice. <laughs> just nice people. <laughs> they like, are. they've supported me, like, you know, for high school uh, uh-huh. basketball over the years and just, just generous people. And then also, uh, Clifford's a player that, like – he was, he was a player that no one knew going into his junior year and then just jumped on the map and, and stayed humble the entire time. But mm-hmm. he has an edge to him on the court. Um, I, I think that now that he's trying to fill out and get his body um, together, um, it, it's taken a while for him to, to get going. But once he gets going, I really do think that he's going to be a guy that comes from, um, you know, the back of the roster and he's going to be the guy. I really think at, mm-hmm. before his time is up, Clifford is going to be – the best player on the team. I, I like that take. That's It's a little bold. I like it. I think, I mean, because he is one where it's similar to a couple of these guys. You know, you look at him. You look at Luke O'Brien. You look at Tristan Da Silva as guys who you're like, oh, if you just would have made more shots. Yeah. And now they're all just like a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger. And so when they are able to get into the paint, those mid-range shots, they they're are able to fight through contact a little bit more. And they're finishing. And I think that that's kind of the big change you want to see. For, for me, Neek could be a really, really good defender. And, and I think that we can talk a lot about the offense. But I wonder if, like, just when does that come? Because I do think it comes. He just has so much length. And he seems like he, he grasps, grasps things on that end of the floor. If that comes this season, that would be so big for the Buffs. I, I feel like you should, uh, we should screenshot this and, mm-hmm. and you should show it to the team. And let them say, like, what do you think the score would be? Because I really think that I know. players on your team would say, yeah, 
we're not going to beat them. That yeah. team is just too loaded. <laughs> <laughs> they're like that. That team is too loaded. They're they're too big. Uh, they have too many buckets mm-hmm. over there. Um, but mm-hmm. I like the balance of your team. I, I, I we I'm curious to see what Twitter is going to say <laughs> about this because I think we both we both made some pretty good picks in there. Um, the best part is you know Tab Boyle open practices. I'm I'm just gonna be sitting there waiting for a five on five. One of these days, it's just gonna match up perfectly. It's gonna be <laughs> Bill's five and these five, and it's gonna be perfect. Um, we got we got some more football talk on the way for sure. Um, just gotta make some predictions about this Cal game. Gotta remind you guys though, if you're looking for a place to work, ball is the answer. Um, they they do all sorts of different things, but right now they are hiring uh, at their aluminum plant out in Golden. Um, it's a 400-person plant. They're hiring in all sorts of different roles, and they're trying to make aluminum cans. Ball made 101 billion cans last year, and to keep up that pace, you uh, you've got to you got to go help them out. So make sure you get on that. Uh, it's worth noting, aluminum incredibly sustainable. 75% of the aluminum that's ever been created is still in use today. Uh, so you're also helping out on that side of things. They've got all sorts of reasons to work for them. 100% on the human rights campaigns, corporate equity score. It's what you want to see. Um, so definitely make sure you check that out. Go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or just text Golden to 77222. It'll hook you up with all of the details. All right. Closing things out here. We're going to uh, play a little bit of over-under. Um, so the way that works is I've got I've picked some numbers, and I'm going to ask Dev. We, we going over-under on this one. What's going to happen here? Uh, so... Uh, whenever you are ready here, we can uh, we can get going. So, number one, over under nine and a half completions for the Colorado Buffaloes. Like the quarterback only completing ten passes. Hey, uh, they <laughs> they had a big week with Doesn't twelve that last just week. Sound awkward. <laughs> it does. I remember when Washington State was like completing like 30, 40 passes a <laughs> game at one point in time. Um, yeah, but you just look at how uh, Brendan Lewis has been, like, you know, as of late. It just feels like it's always 10 yeah. or 11. I mean, it's, he, he has 60 completions in six games this season. 10 or 11. Yep. I'm right not great there. at math, but I'm pretty <laughs> good, I guess. Um, I'll say over. Yep. Just because if at any point they go, to, like, down in the game, they're going to have to throw the ball to catch up. Um, also... I feel like they're going to stack the box because everyone does. They're, they're going to want to stop the run and force you to pass the ball. So uh, this is a game that we, we just seen, you know, Lewis put up, um, you know, good yards. Also, the game plan was to stop the run. So now it's like, okay, well, we, if you want to stop the run, if you want to stack the box, we're going to get our receivers involved. Um, we're going to make sure that uh, Brendan Rice now, you know, gets some catches. We're going to make sure yep. that everyone else is involved. So, yeah, I feel like I'll go over. I'm going over too. I set that one a little bit low. Uh, we've got another passing prop on the way though, and we'll we'll, we'll see if we uh, we're in between these two. We'll see how it goes. Be under on the next one. Yeah, I have a feeling <laughs> I will be too. Uh, what's up next, Jagger? Also, yeah, if you guys in the chat, make sure you're letting us know who who do you guys uh who or do you taking the over or under on these? All right, uh, 49 and a half Brendan Rice receiving yards. You know he had the big game last week. I think it was what 111. For the season, he's sitting on 172. Uh, so this is a <laughs> this is this is a tough call here. What you got, Dev? I'm gonna say over. And the reason I'm gonna say over is because I seen a catch last week where he went for 62 yards on yep. one catch. Yep. If I'm a quarterback uh, that is struggling to throw the ball or does not want to throw the ball, I'm gonna lock in on one guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the guy that made me happy, the guy that everyone else celebrated, mm-hmm. um, and that made me feel you know good about myself. So I feel like they're trying to build that connection. Um, so he's a guy that they're just gonna keep going after when he does throw the ball. So I'm gonna go over. I'm going over too. I think this is a game where you just feed Brendan. Um, Obviously, there was the deep ball he took in for the touchdown. Great pass from Brendan Lewis, dropping it in over the top. He mossed a guy earlier in the game, too, down the sideline. You can throw the ball up to him and let him make plays. I think Brendan Lewis understands that now, and I think that he's going to uh, take advantage of that. I'm going over as well. Next up, 12 and a half Nate Landman tackles. For perspective, he's only sitting on 53 for the season. 
So six games. It's looking at like nine a game, more than mm-hmm. nine. I'm gonna go under. Okay. Um, I just feel like Cal's gonna try to be creative on trying to get away from him. <laughs> That's what the game plan yep. should be: is just to stay away from Nate Landman. He's the, he's yep. the best defender on uh, you know CU's uh, squad. Um, also, they're just not really a, a big offensive team, so I don't see like a lot of plays being ran. So yeah, um, at the same rate that these other teams like that had confidence going into each huddle. Um, so I, I just feel like uh, it's not going to be enough plays for him to get 13 tackles. So I'll go under. I'll take the over, just just over. because I, I think that the way this game plays out. First of all, I think it's going to be very defensive. I think even if Colorado wins, they're putting up 17 points. You know, I think that that 20 number is a big number, and you know you hope for the best, but I just have my doubts. I think that if Cal runs away in this game, they're going to start running the ball. That plays into Nate's hands. Mm. I think the fact that Colorado's offense, I mean, again, I, they're not going to be running a ridiculous number of plays. I think there's just a couple of factors here that, that play into to Nate's favor, and I'm going to take the over, even if that's a little bit bold. Next up, 175 Colorado passing yards. Like we said, he had 249, Brendan did, against Cal last week. But, I mean, what, they're looking at... Actually, I should just pull up these real numbers instead of guessing. Um, there we go. Oh, I lost it again. This is uh, there we go. Seven hundred and twenty-three in six games. You know what? I'm gonna go over. I like it. I'm glad. I'm gonna go over. I just the offense found something last week, and that's also with uh, the defense scoring two uh, touchdowns. So maybe just playing with a lead just might be the, the thing that changes them around. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just feel like there is going to be a lot more chances. Uh, I know that when you have a break, then you play well after that break. It's going to be like, hey, let's get back to those things. Do you see what you did well um, on this play? Do you yep. see that you took chances and this is how it paid off? 62-yard touchdowns, that doesn't happen without taking a chance and, and trusting your guys. So I feel like they're going to put them in situations where – he can, so I'll go over on that. I love that. I was I was gonna go under, but just screw it. Let's <laughs> let's take the over. Why not? Let's go crazy. Yeah, let's let's see if he can back it up. Why why can't he? This is this it's it's out there for him. It's out there for him. Just needs to feed those receivers and they'll they'll pick it up for him. All right, seventy nine and a half. Jarek Broussard rushing yards, uh, three hundred nine yards so far this season. Uh, let me let me see what what these game totals look like. Uh, Ninety four against Northern Colorado. Ever since fifty one, eight, thirty five, sixty eight, fifty three. He's hit this once this season. It's also Jarek Broussard. What are you taking? I'm going to go under. I don't know what happened. Like uh, <laughs> since yeah. the big year, he just doesn't look like himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and you could like attribute. Uh, a lot of it to defensive stack in the box, but not mm-hmm. to the point where he's not getting himself going in any way. You just said he had like eight yards like that. That just doesn't sound right. Uh, and also it is, it hasn't even been by committee in the same way that I, I believe that it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he could get that if he bounces for a, for a big game, but this is not a game that uh, a lot of people are going to bet the over. On. So, I know. Um, I feel like uh, he's going to go under until he could prove himself. I, I would just have to go under with it. I'll probably take the under two. Um, I I do think a lot of it is on the offensive line. And uh, here's the reason I would take the over. If I were going to, it'd be because I think one of these games you say, we got to feed Jarek. You know, he's he, the carries, 15, 12, 5, 12, 16, 13. After putting up like 26 or 27 per game last year. At some point, you just got to say, we got to feed him the rock. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But we're giving the ball to Jarek Broussard, and that's why we're losing. Um, and I think that that has to be coming because you're winding down. And he doesn't have a, a lot of carries under his belt this season. Like, you don't feel like you've run him into the ground at this point. And so you have a little bit more to work with going forward. I got to think that that's got to be the plan. Um, still, I'm taking the under. I, I just don't think that happens this week. Over under 16 and a half points for the Colorado Buffaloes. No way. No, no way. I just don't see a world that they put that up again. Uh-huh. 
Um, I really think that this is going to be a low-scoring, uh, grinded-out type of game where the defenses are both going to show up um, as they have been um, all year. Yeah. On one side, uh, you got to know, like, Cal hasn't been great. So it's not like a, a, this is a team that CU is just going to struggle with, like, mightily or anything like that. Um, but also, I just – I have not seen enough with the offense. One game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the defense, you know, scoring twice – doesn't change the fact that this has been one of the worst offenses in you know the Pac-12 in college football. Yep. So ever, <laughs> ever, I know you, might as well <laughs> like, just you have to believe it, right? History. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm gonna go under until I can see better. Yep. Oh, hey, they're they're averaging 20 points per game over the last three games. There is. I'm still under. There's that. Yeah, yeah. I uh. What is my score prediction going to be? Give me 24-17. Mm. I'm taking the over. Ooh. I'm taking the over. And did I take the over just because that's it? Like, I don't know. I I don't know that I would give them 17 points. But why not? Why not? Why defense not? can help out. We'll see what the happens. 24-17. Uh, Cal, Cal wins. What's, what's your score prediction here, Dev? I'm going to go with 14 1417. Ooh. Okay. 1417. Okay. We're all pretty close to the same page. That's a Oh, oh, this is actually a good one. 24 and a half minutes of possession for Colorado. Over. Yeah? Over. Okay. I feel like they're going to just try to run the ball. Um Also, I just feel like uh they're not going to score, but they're going to be able to be successful at yep. getting, you know, having the ball in their hand, having control of the game. Um I don't think that Cal is a team that's, like, afraid of CU. So they're not going to try to keep the ball out of their hands. They're just going to try to go, go, go. So I feel like both teams are going to have the ball for a long time. All right. I, I, I like it. Um, I'm going to take the under just because I think Colorado's going to try to run the ball a lot. Mm. Don't think it's going to work. <laughs> um, um, okay, I think that does it for today. Uh, we'll be back right here tomorrow after the game, though. I'm not going out to uh, Berkeley. Uh hate that word it's just the pretentious word even berkeley berkeley but yeah i'm not i'm not going out to the game obviously i'm right here uh and dev's gonna be right here too so uh catch us tomorrow it'll be pretty close to when the game ends uh it should be a good time uh, if they win and if not we'll find a way to make it a good time <laughs> uh shout out to dev for being here uh yeah here behind the scenes producing uh we'll be back tomorrow see you then